You're probably wondering what would make us go from miles below the earth to climbing miles above, from literally the lowest depths to the highest peaks. My friends, it's adventure. It calls us, drives us, makes it worth breathing another day. If you were to ask any of us, and if we were to tell you the truth, we would every one of us tell you that it's the reason we did most of what we did. And it were also the only way to secure the orcs as allies for the resistors' movement against King Aston Popkin, whose family had already had bad blood with the Silver Vein tribe, you know, along with every other bloody trailender. King Rakir had informed us that it was only by ascending and claiming a rock egg could we gain the respect of the orc. So, after another of Aes's visions, <laughs> predictable elf that he is, we found ourselves camping on the side of the tallest mountain of the crags, ready to seek glory and become Rockspire champions. You see Isvanya, her blue eyes glowing, her white hair reaching nearly down to her knees as she is holding the other end of the blade. And she says, I can still see you, Ayas, my champion, my warrior. Fix that which you have broken and I will give you the world. Suddenly, you are brought out of this vision. You are still sitting cross-legged with Vanessa over your lap, but the flames are burning. They do not harm you, though, as suddenly the flames go back down into the blade. What? Oh, man. gonna have to deal with that. Do we notice a strange reaction from Ias? Yeah, you guys notice like as he's meditating, his blade suddenly was burning as bright as the campfire that you have seen, or that you have in the middle of your camp. Uh, Ias, uh, everything uh, okay? okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good now. Sorry, I just had a vision for the first time in a very long time. It was her again, Isfania. She she stabbed me with Vanessa straight to the sternum. Oh God, that sucks. Well, you you do not look injured, so. Yeah, no, no, it was a vision for sure. But ah, God, 
felt real at the time. She seems persistent. She... I don't know if we still have a connection or not, but she seems intent on coming for us. Mm. And then she muttered something about fixing what I broke. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe she's talking retroactively about the egg we're going to break and drink. Uh, we're just yeah. going to fix the egg. Ah, well, right. Humpty Dumpty sitch. Uh-huh. Mm. We're definitely going to break that, so I don't plan on fixing it. Okay. Did you get a sense that she knew what we're up to? Yeah. Cards on the table. I'm pretty sure she's got an eye on us somehow. I don't, I don't know what her magic extends to, but it seems like she knows a lot more than we really care for her to know. Huh. Huh. I don't really know how to turn that off either. I'll just say, in the background, Nika and Janessa were playing like a little dice game back and forth, and Nika just leans in and says, what was all that about? And Janessa's like, eh, it's a rowdy boy thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to commercial. Yeah, I snap my fingers, I snap my fingers and point towards Janessa, like, yeah. E. <laughs> they were off camera, but continue. Uh-huh. You guys can continue your conversation if you will. Uh, well, keep us updated if something like this happens I mean yeah no that's literally the first vision I've had since uh, waking up on the sea dogs maybe it's because we're so high up right now mm, we're so high up be. in the sky we, you, your sword gets better reception I... what does that mean reception <laughs> you know like it, like it's receiving like the radio I, you know it's too complicated for you to understand mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'm not into numbers I don't really know what you're talking about do you think she's able to keep track of you through Vanessa? Oh, God, I doubt it. But, I mean, it doesn't have its cold magic anymore, so how would she even have a connection with this thing? I mean, obviously she used it to kill Nordy, but... Have you tried recently to use the magic? Well, I mean, I've used the fire magic consistently, but, you know, the one time I tried to use the ice magic, it, it kind of hurt me, and I froze my hand. Mm, I Back on the Lock that. Islands. Mm-hmm. I mean, she used this thing to kill Nordy, so she has a deep connection with it, I'm sure, but I feel like that magic is cut off since Nordy is no more. Wouldn't mm. you agree? I don't know. This is all over my head. Badumptis. Well, here, let me let me crouch down. Hold on. Let me crouch down a little <laughs> bit. Now, what about now? Uh, yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, if only we had someone in our, in our crew that understood magic. Um, yeah, actually, tell me if you could roll a arcana or religion. 23. Nice. What? Good, good idea. Yeah, you, you start thinking it over, and especially when Ayas said, but obviously Nordy would have no control since we killed him. This is the first time you're starting to doubt whether or not Nordy has been fully eradicated from this world by destroying his relic. Are we 100% certain that Nordy's dead? Who? Nordy Tinny. Oh, oh, Tinny. Um, yeah. Well, wouldn't it make sense? I mean, we we destroyed the vessel he was using to take control of Amran, right? I And we destroyed Amran. Yeah. Kalun, have you been contacted? No. No, I have not. Hmm. You're probably right. He's probably dead. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that would kind of upset me. I feel like we formed quite a bond there for a minute. I feel like if he's going to contact anyone first, it should be me, right? Is that weird that I think that? No, no. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. I feel confident (laughs) that, you know, we took care of it, but at the same time, his magic flows through his Fanya. So, at least a remnant of him is still here. 
Antonius, remind me, did you roll a an arcana or a religion? Which one did you end up choosing? Arcana. Okay, cool. But I will roll religion yeah, I, if, if it gives me more information. Yeah, do that. <laughs> well, uh, because you chose arcana, what I will give you, it was just like a difference of what you could learn. Okay. But you know that there are powerful stones amongst Anu, amongst Trelin, amongst Varahim. There are specific types of stones that can harness both magical energy and divine energies, right? And depending on which stone you use, but you're starting to kind of piece it together that perhaps one item could harness the power of a god, but would be rather unlikely that it would actually contain the entirety of a god's power. Well, is it possible that instead we maybe just killed a portion of Nordy and that Nordy is still around somewhere? If I'm to err on the side of caution, I, I would have to go with that. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you're the expert on magic here, so you're I right. have to defer to you. Yep, you're right. But you're saying that uh, just a part of him is in cased in just an object in general? Well, I'm saying that it's unlikely that all of Nordy was destroyed. I'm saying that there's probably a, a portion of him still left somewhere. Okay, now I want you to make a religion check. This is getting good. That is a 15. Well, when he died, he left that scar on your forehead. Right, yeah. So I wonder if, if part of him is inside you. All this blue lightning bolt stuff. Right here on the side of my face. <laughs> At least that's what I learned from my favorite book, Harry Potter and the Stars. And, right. and the last thing you heard right, was yeah. Avada Kedavra. Yeah. <laughs> You're the chosen one, I guess. <laughs> but I You're am so the chosen, chosen. one. <laughs> Tell me, with a 15, with how relics work, especially through Tesla, is that Tesla, when he burned himself and became this deity, the power, him be burning and becoming smoke, spread his power among the world. There are, though, relics and pieces of, um, whether it is weaponry or, or certain gemstones or whatever, that tend to harness his magic more so than others. Your hammer being the most crucial of, or at least one of the most crucial of Thesla's relics. So you know that if you were to destroy this hammer, it could potentially damage the god Thesla, but killing that god and ending its power would probably take more than that, as, as far as you can tell with that check. So you're saying that us destroying it may have hurt him, but it probably didn't destroy him. Yes, and the only reason I brought up Tesla is that that's Telnius's understanding for how the god he serves became a deity. Oh. So he burned up, and when his body was disintegrated, his power spread off I into see. Anu. Okay, it wasn't... Okay, 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 I gotcha. Okay. Okay. And a, and a certain item could harness that power. Okay. Well, um, I relate that. Um, it's it's very possible then that the amulet or that the the item we destroyed was just harnessing the power of Nordy, not that it completely contained him. In the same way that that my hammer is kind of attuned to Tesla, 
if I destroyed this hammer, it may harm Thesla, but Thesla is still here. Well, I think that may have happened with the item we destroyed. It's very possible that we hurt him, but he's going to and able to worm his way back into our world through another item that's attuned to him, or some other way, I, I don't know. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Ias, you were just meditating on top of your sword. Then you saw Isvanya. Right. So should we not be worried that maybe Vanessa is connected? Well, I'm starting to worry about that. I I don't know. I, I It's like this is Brenna's summer flame sword. This is a sword of the gods. This is a god relic. And because Isvanya used it to kill Nordy, it was cursed with ice magic which has ceased to even happen anymore because I've tried it. After defeating Nordy, this thing just cannot produce ice magic. Actually, it does, but it, it just froze my hand. I can't get it to cooperate. Yeah, it sounds like you can't produce ice magic from it, but it's fully capable of doing it on its own. And this happened after we destroyed the other item that was connected to Nordy. So I think, Rory, yeah, I think Rory has something going here. And Kowloon, give me a uh, just a quick intelligence check just to pull back from some memories. Okay. That is a 16. You remember how after you denied Nordy's power, you were no longer able to harness Topaz gemstones that were imbued with his power. I don't know if it's related at all, Ias, but when Telnius gave me the strength to deny Tinny... I was no longer able to access the power of the gemstones, the one that was once set in the pommel of my dagger here. Okay, well, that's awesome. Then we're fine, because I've got the power to deny Svanya. Well, my gemstone was destroyed. Your sword is still around. Oh. Well, I mean, this thing doesn't really have many gemstones on it. So we should just throw it into probably like a Mordor situation or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that, no. For sure, for sure. I was just going to say, if we happen to cross any cracks of doom, we could consider it, but something tells me we're not just going to stumble across something like that. Aye, that's true. One does not stumble into uh, a crag doom. One does not simply stumble into Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll we'll kind of like end the night on Kaloon and Ayas arguing back and forth about whether or not Ayas should like throw the sword off yep. the <laughs> off not the gonna cliff. do it well, what, no. if, what if we go back into the ocean the ocean's deep we could just toss it in there nothing can get it if it's that deep nope nope staying with me but why though because it's powerful I love it yeah it's powerful and it's de- you know what yeah it is kind of around you, you can keep it that's fine yep you know that's my right. last thought is I'd rather that Ias have it because we know we can trust him than for somebody else to stumble across it there we go. Boom. Done and done. What, like a shark? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a shark with the power of Nordy? Holy oh, crap. God. Oh, no. Nordado. <laughs> we would be fucked. Shark Nordy Dado. <laughs> shark Nordy Dado. Oh. <laughs> Five uh, golden rings. <laughs> Janessa and Nika both have fallen asleep already, and Janessa's kind of like twitching, and she's like, no, no, 
No, and she's watching coming out of the ocean these sharks with blue glowing eyes forming a tornado <laughs> heading toward Trayland. Yeah, they're like part nar- narwhal with swords sticking out of their foreheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh you know, gosh. you're right. I don't want to be responsible for that. I think you should keep the sword. I, there we go. Now we're all in agreement. But we do, okay. I think we do need to keep an eye on it because if Chinny starts coming out and you trust me, I can recognize that. Ah, oh, whatever. I'll keep an eye on it. No big deal. Says the blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. <laughs> His My eyes are green now. Got better. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> okay. As you wake up the next day, the second portion of the mountain begins to lead more toward cliffside zigzags. So you guys pack up camp, get loaded on your bighorn rams, and start revving up this mountain. I'm just imagining a Dodge Ram pickup truck. Uh, No, you're on these elegant beasts as they very easily manage these very narrow zigzags. Although... It is starting to get pretty high up. So rather than just nice wooded ascending switchbacks, you're more kind of like looking straight down. So going from the lower trail to this kind of cliffside climb, the bighorns have to go almost completely vertical in how they climb up. You're now overlooking the crags and past deadwood and midwood, you can see Mawfield now. You can even catch in this in the morning sun a glimmer of blue on the eastern coast, perhaps the King Sound that separates Sutland and Kinsdale. The trees look like toothpicks from your vantage point, and the ground is dizzyingly far away. You are ascending nearly to 10,000 feet above the sea level. Yeah, I'm leaning over Thrasher, and I'm hugging Thrasher's neck, and I'm just, mm-hmm. like, reaching in my pack, and I'm feeding him boar's meat <laughs> as, we're, as we're going up. <laughs> and I'm just, like, stroking his fur, just like, oh, my God, what a majestic beast. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's so regal about it. He eats it, but he doesn't, like, look back to you. He's just like, I got this, bro, and he's, like, prancing from one rock to the next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's majestic AF. <laughs> Rory is scared, but also excited about falling and being able to glide all the way down the mountain. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) And Kowloon says, uh, is now a good time to mention that that ram goats tend to pee on their own heads in order to to spread their scent around? That's probably not true. Are you just going to keep kissing him or... Is that true? That is true. Like in real life, they pee on their heads. Oh, no. How do they pee on their own heads? They just, they tuck their head between their their front legs and just pee. And kiss their bum goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Like you've never peed on your head. Yeah. To spread my Well, I was once held upside down in chains for a while. You know, you you gotta go, you gotta go. That's right. Exactly. See, we've all done it. (laughs) We've all been there. Don't judge the Rams. (laughs) As you guys ascend, and just as you're making it to that 10,000-foot marker, you reach the third and final stretch. Before this final portion, there is a large landing about 40 feet deep and 60 feet across with a concave wall. 
as you guys get onto this platform, Nika starts hitching the mountain goats and begins to feed them. There is a small pool of water at the base of the wall, surrounded by some brush and foliage. There is a small creek of water that leads to the edge and sprays down a waterfall that evaporates far before it ever hits the ground. Nika, she points down at the water as she gets a cup for herself, taking a drink, wiping the sweat from her brow. Ah, heaven's tears. They are the tears of Juneo, the creator of the orcs. Cried over the dwarves' atrocities towards our people. And she kind of gives a side eye to Kaloon. They are said to heal if caught out of mid-air. And she goes to, like, lean over the edge and kind of shows off. Let's give her uh, an athletics check. Oh, no. Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, (laughs) She falls to her death. Yeah. They're never going to believe that we didn't kill her. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she lays down next to it, and she begins to hold out her tankard. And she edges a little further and a little further because the wind's picking up and it's carrying them out. And she keeps reaching when suddenly you see her fall over the edge. Oh, oh no. Can I make oh. a reflex save to try to save her? Nika. Yeah, go ahead, Kalun. Uh That is a 22. Ooh, nice. You leap, you run and leap and you like feel like you're dramatically catching her forearm. When you go over the edge, you realize she's like hanging on the edge of the cliff and she's got a full glass in her right hand. She's like holding herself up with one hand and with two of her feet and she's like smiling and sipping the water over the edge as you grab her arm and she's like oh, came to my rescue you did. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, of course, you know, I I am very gallant when called to, to it. Um, why did you do that? <laughs> uh, thanks for the help, Firebeard. And she, like, climbs <laughs> over you. She uses your head to, like, step on uh, as she, like, uh, walks over you. <laughs> I like her. Uh, I like her a lot. She's great. Very rowdy. Pretty body. Yeah. <laughs> Janessa's, like, a, leaning against the wall, just like, Gee, that's the... That wasn't funny, Nika. I thought you died. And she's just, like, laughing and shrugging it off. <laughs> uh, y'all give me either perception or investigation checks. 20. Two. 14. Four. <laughs> Kaloon, you're really razzled after, like, <laughs> leaping to try to rescue someone. Uh, give me the old um, razzle-dazzle. Yeah, maybe even blushing a little. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But I'm also oh, yeah. I'm also a ginger, so that could just be because red. of like yeah. seconds of strain has caused blood to rush to my face. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely ro- windburn. It's, yeah. it's the rosacea <laughs> kicking in. Did you apply sunscreen? Yeah. No. It hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> oh no. Well, it definitely has, as per oh, our right. Lock Island adventure with Penny. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh yeah, Penny could only spare the the ten SPF though, so it it what it wore off halfway up the. Cliff. Oh yeah, that does trust me. That does nothing for me. <laughs> Tri- With this frail skin, I don't think. Yeah, so. triple digits or nothing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ias with the the highest roll here, you're starting to think. Wait, where the where the fuck is the rest of the path? Because the wall, the concave wall at the edge of this it goes out further than the cliff that you've been ascending and then suddenly you realize 
you see just above the pool, it looks like little markers or like little places where hand holds have been chiseled into the ceiling. And it looks like it slowly paces toward that cliff edge that hangs over the end of where you can stand. Guys, I've got good news and bad news. Good news is we get to climb the rest of the way. Oh, God. Bad news is some of you might not be good at it. So. <laughs> you brought your climbing attachment, right? Yeah, of course. But we also have to say bye to the goats. That's not good. Yeah. Wait, can they not climb this? I don't think the goats can, no. No. We just kick them off. Um, so at this point, Nika's like laying out her camping supplies and starts kind of setting up a little tent. And once she's done, she's like, oh, yeah. She hears Ayas explaining, yep, this is going to be the most difficult part. We are at the point where countless orcs have lost their lives. So mm. be careful, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's sweet. I'm going to help you all get to the entrance of the Craven Valley. Ooh, spooky. But from there, the champions must continue alone. I'm going to come back down here to the camp and tend to the goats. But uh, And she kind of removes her cloak. She takes her leather vest off and just her undershirt and loose pants. And she's like, are you guys ready? Yeah, I guess. Um, and with bare feet, she takes a standing leap up to the 10-foot ceiling, expertly gripping the rocks above her once she finds footholds. She begins to climb up toward the lip of the cave. Follow me, pack light, and use your gear wisely. And she says this as she disappears over the landing, ascending further up. Easy enough, and I cast jump, and I just leap up to where she was. Nice. Roll athletics to, like, grip the handholds. Fifteen. Wow. If you got, like, a nat one, it would be really funny, but Ayas would just, like, jump and face plant into the ceiling and then fall back to the ground. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. You'll have another chance. Yeah. With a 15, you're able to grip the handholds and you kind of find your balance a little bit and swing your legs up and both your feet, they land to footholds. What gear did you have before you cast jump? I don't know if we decided who got the climbing gear or what. I'm going to go ahead and give the climbing gear to whoever has poor dexterity, and I will just go without it. I thought we all got climbing gear. I thought that was, like, mm-hmm. everyone was, yeah, I thought that's what we were saying, is every, we needed to get climbing gear, like, all of no, us. No, I think half of us got climbing gear. Yeah, how, how it goes. So, uh, Janessa walks up, and she's been organizing that exact climbing gear, and she says... If we kind of put the two packs together, I think I can climb up first, putting the pitons on, and then you guys can all connect to the same rope going up after. Unless, Ias, geez, uh, you want to you wanna do that? You want to go first and maybe I'll go come behind you and secure the rope as you go? Sure, if you want. Just uh, toss it up here. Let me catch it. Okay. And she tosses you up the rope and you easily catch it and... You begin to climb following Nika up over the lip. As you get closer to that edge, you can hear the water kind of spraying off. You catch a little glimpse over your shoulder. You are 12,000 feet uh, above (laughs) the sea level, and you are looking out at 
what looks like a painting of the top of of other mountains and other um, forestry. The water just seems to spray into the air and just disappear with the wind. And in that moment, I'm like listening to the wind and I'm feeling it brush against my hair. And I've found a piece that I haven't had in a very long time. A piece of what? (laughs) A piece of these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. him. (laughs) All right. uh, Janessa is going to come up behind you with the same rope, and she's going to start attaching the pitons. I'll go last, and if any of you fall, just scream and let me know, because I can slow fall us down to the ground. We'll just have to try to catch each other. (laughs) Wait, does that last for all of 12,000 feet? No, we just wait until we're 60 feet above the ground, and then I cast it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how this goes. All right. um, Yeah, so Janessa, she rolls athletics. She got a 24. So, yeah, she kind of, like, takes her boots off, gets to her bare feet. She's still got her armor and her kukris and her bow, but she's going to also take that standing leap up, and she starts kind of, like, gripping and getting those pitons in and gets a few to lead the rope through so that it's easier for the rest of you all. So she climbs and she begins to follow Ayas and she disappears over the top. And now the rope is hanging. So now everyone else has advantage on their athletics check to climb up. And Telnius, if you do have your climbing attachment, that will also, you can add your proficiency to an athletics check. Okay. Nice. That is very, very helpful. <laughs> Um, so who's gonna who's gonna take the next one? I'll go. I got a twenty-one. Hey, sweet! You climb that rope up really quickly. Like you don't even have to use your legs. You just kind of do the bare hand going up. And uh, Ayas, I'm sorry. What what gear did you take with you? I don't know if you answered me. I don't know what gear was available, but I had Janessa toss me some gear, meaning a uh, rope and. Oh, I'm sorry. I just mean I mean of your personal items. Like, what weapons are you taking oh. with you? Because because Nika said to pack light. Yeah, you're not going to be taking like your packs and shit on this final. Yeah. Okay. I'm leaving a majority of my things behind, but I'm definitely taking my grappling hook, my sword, Vanessa. And I'm taking my bow and my quiver of arrows with a sack of meat, and that's all. Okay, and uh, Rory, what you bringing with you as you get up to these handholds and footholds? Uh, I mean, other than just, like, my clothes and my hammer, the only other thing I would want to take would be those feather wings that I had, and I'd have them strapped on my back, but I don't know if that's doable or not. Yeah, uh, do you have your shield with you as well? Well, yeah, I have my shield. Yes, I have my my shield and my hammer. Perfect. It looks actually really cool how you've attached it. It's like it's you've got your shield over the wing, so there's the image of the eagle head with still the red bloodstone as the eye, and then hanging off of this are now two large, colorful wings as you kind of uh, make your way. Uh, Colin and Telnius, it almost looks like a little... Uh, bug with wings like a little beetle or something scurrying up these scaling these uh, footholds oh god uh, that huge beetle look oh my god it's so big (laughs) no Rory's like where 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 (laughs) oh oh Rory it's you jeez and he lets go and falls 12,000 feet 
Just kidding. Uh, That's what he really wanted. <laughs> you guys watch as uh, Rory disappears up over the edge. It's just Kalun and Telnius. Rory. All right. Well, I guess I'll go. Uh, here it goes. And I've got my climbing attachment. I've got the rope. And I'm, like, super nervous. I, like, look at Kalun. Like, you got me, right? If something happens. I just let me know okay. if, you, if your grip starts to slip. All right. If my grip slips, I'll let you know. Got it. And All I right, go for so it. Give me an athletics check with advantage because you're using the ropes and, and pitons, and you're adding proficiency because you got your climbing attachment. So that's a 13. Crafted by an old friend. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, what was the total? Uh, 1 3, 13. The spooky number. As you uh, as you get to the edge of this lip, Kalun, you're watching as he's going much slower than the last four because Nika already went over, Janessa, Ayas, and and Rory have gone over, and you see Telnius just kind of like, huh, one foot in front of the <laughs> yeah, other. I know. <laughs> and um, when he gets over that waterfall part and he's like trying to get up over, it is the hardest part. Like, I don't know if you guys have done rock climbing before, mm-hmm. but as soon as it starts going diagonal, like going straight up is hard in itself. But once you start going diagonal and then trying to go up over a lip, it is the hardest part. Telnius, you're able to get your climbing hook over and grip something and your left hand. But as you bring your feet up, you suddenly realize you don't have the body strength to continue up. And you're literally dangling over this cliff. That's a, that's That cliff. right there would be a hell of a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, right. And thank you all for joining me for Cast Quest. Come back next time. Tell me, what you see on the other end are Rory's boots and rock. But off to the left, it looks like Nika is kind of hanging to the side and she's got she's like hanging with one arm obviously just showing off and she's kind of just smiling down and she's like hey need a hand yes please god yes please <laughs> and your feet are dangling and maybe Colleen's like running to get your feet <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. he's just out of reach right and uh Nika reaches down and grips your arm and I'm gonna give her a strength roll yeah, that is a nat one. Hot damn, twenty three. Nice. So she yeah. she is able to just like pull you up, and she like waits until your hand is on a handhold and your your climbing tool is in a secure crack, and that your feet are in the right spots, and you've got your rope attached to your waist. Hell yeah, she roared me okay. up the thing. Then cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to have Kowloon. You're, you're on your own. Sure. As soon as I see Telnius's feet make it over the edge, I activate my <laughs> ring of jumping and jump to the same spot that Is and uh, uh, Nika did before me. Nice. Yeah. And uh, give me an athletics check uh, with advantage because you're jumping up to that rope to use for help. Okay. That's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> what was the bad one? Six. <laughs> Oh, nice. Well, um, because this was to just latch on, you do what I explained earlier with Ayas. You literally <laughs> cast jump 
and you slam against the rock wall and you're trying to grab and grip the, the handholds and you guys hear from over the edge just like a oh, oh gosh <laughs> and I, as I, you I, land on your back I scream up immediately I say uh, uh wow that's um uh it, I pretend like I made a good excuse alright here I go and then I try again a good excuse for what <laughs> yeah, give me another roll with advantage. Oh, already better. Okay, that's a 13. All right. That's all you need to make it. That's all you yep. need. Yeah, you make it over, same as Telnius. You do find it difficult to get over that lip, uh-huh. though. So Nika's going to give you a hand up. Yeah, she sees and, my yeah, face with- come from under the edge, and my eyes are just, like, real wide, like, I thought I had this. <laughs> You are terrified, yes. <laughs> and you've got, like, your your forehead's a little scraped from where it hit the rock wall. <laughs> and she's like, here, uh, here, Firebeard. And she, like, kind of helps you up and get a- reattached. And she, like, helps push you a little bit more so that your feet get a secure way. And she's like, that lip, that'll get you. I, yeah, the, the lip. That's for sure. I wasn't expecting the lip. Um, thank you. All right. So... We are now on this final ascent. The final ascent. (laughs) Yeah, the camera kind of pans out and shows all six of you, like, slowly climbing up these these, uh, footholds and trying to find any space to get your fingers into a crack. You're utilizing the climbing kits. (laughs) Yeah, as the six of you are climbing up, and, yeah, this action music is pumping in the background, Everyone roll me wisdom saves, because this is terrifying. Um, And so if you have uh, advantage against fear things, fear-based type, you can take advantage. Nice. That's a 17, BB. Uh, 16. Okay. I got an 11. I got a 9. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's perfect. Ias, you're making it up. It's not so much the fear that gets to you. It's more the fact that at this point, and you've kind of noticed this as you've gotten to this, as you've gotten to the last ledge, Mm. it's almost as if the air is thinner up here. It's more difficult to breathe. Now, nothing necessarily bad happens to you, but you find as you find this inner peace and you're climbing up and you're kind of letting go of a lot of things, you're breathing you try to do some deep breaths and you realize it's hard to catch your breath up here. Oh man, I gotta keep an eye on this. And the rest of you are kind of like noting this, but it's not affecting you as much as you climb up. Same with Nika and Janessa. They're both still able to climb with their checks. Kowloon, as you're bringing up the rear uh, with, I mean, but Nika's behind you because she's going to make sure you know, you're there for the other guys. She's going to be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Kowloon, it's not like, oh, you're frightened and you have to run away as fast as you can. But you notice this as well. You can't catch your breath. And so you're doing these really weird, like, <laughs> like short breaths trying to get up this cliff. You're really sweating. You're starting to kind of shake a little bit. Just being as high up as you are and in the situation you're in <laughs> is starting to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I keep climbing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're going to do next is we're going to do a collective climb check. This is similar <gasps> 
to the ship taking of a ship. Yes. And so everyone roll your D20, and it's just going to be a straight D20 roll, and we're going to see how well or how quickly you guys ascend this final part of the mountain. I rolled a 14, guys. I rolled a 13, the spooky number. Nice. That's 27. I think we won. Yeah. 18. 17. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Whoa. 18 is 17. All right. Really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Our lowest roll was a 13. It was Collins. Rowdy, <laughs> Rowdy boys assemble. <laughs> yeah. uh, you needed over 50 <laughs> to succeed. You made 62 nice. total. Nice. And so if over 60... You have a swift success. You guys, although a little bit affected by the situation you're in, are able to make this climb in almost half the time that it would take a normal group. Just how well, like maybe it's just being closer to each other and knowing you're all in, in this together. We get like a little climbing montage with some 80s music as like, we're all you know, in this together. <laughs> yeah, and you're all like helping each other onto the next part like, oh, hey, there's a foothold here and hey, look out for that fallen rock. Yeah, yeah. except that there's like there's like tears running down our faces and we're just like, oh, just God. terrified. <laughs> Colleen's like, we're if we do fall, we'll just hang on to Rory and then we'll be sorry <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, as close as we are together, if one of us said, hey, watch out for that falling rock. Like, by the time we said that, the rock would have done whatever it was going to do. <laughs> yes. Hey, watch out for that. It's a falling rock that's falling right now. Yeah, it's like classic yeah, mom advice. That's like yeah. oh. six seconds. That's an action yeah. right there. On this roll, Ayas, as the leader of, the of pack. this... Um, and the leader of the pack, you are going to reach for the next handhold when your hand slaps onto a flat surface. You have found the crest. The pinnacle. Oh, yeah. We're here. Time to get up this son of a bitch. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you guys make your way up to where Ayas now stands. You can anchor the rope. And Janessa also hangs by the side to help reach down and pull you over. And she's basically just, as you guys are getting there, Janessa and Ayas are just helping the rest of you get up over this final edge. Looking over, it is harrowing at this point. (laughs) It is thousands of feet down to just rocky, (laughs) squishy brain demise. Mm. Finally, Kaloon, you take Janessa's hand and Ayas helps grip your back as you get up on the platform. And Nika brings up the rear. She kind of climbs to the side to get up at the same time, like mm-hmm. avoiding your ropes and, and pitons. And she gets up on the platform and is like, ah, I am actually very impressed. You guys uh, you guys handled that far better than some of the other orcs I've I've helped get up here. Yeah, rowdy boys. And the fact that none of you have fallen yet, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I wiped I wiped the tears from my face and I'm like, yeah, of course. We're, <laughs> we're good at everything uh, we do. Oh man, the last time I just remember one of the fellow tribesmen, man, he he just let go a little too soon as he was getting pulled up and ah, ragdoll just whoo. He was gone. Yeah. Wow. Is it like or is it like policy that if someone falls you just have to let them? Is that what I'm getting here? Oh, I mean, yeah, I tried to 
I tried to help, but uh, oof, the the other two got in the way. It was just a bad case of the Mondays, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, we've had a few I of those. I feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, on this final platform, you all kind of barely fit. You're standing shoulder to shoulder. And there are two canyon walls creating a final pathway. There are two stone statues of orcs. They have great wings and are drawing back arrows on bowstrings. They are aimed at those who would dare enter. Their stone faces are covered by silver orcish masks. Nika says, I will uh, wait for you on the landing down below and tend to the rams. And uh, if you don't return by dawn, I will assume you are dead. <laughs> oh, good enough for me. Let's well, do hey, this. one question. Comforting. How did they get these big old statues up here? Yeah, I guess the oh, uh, climbers must be crafters as well. This this is a world of magic. They probably teleported them up here. Oh, I always forget that. Mm. Yeah. In ancient times, it was uh, less rare for someone to be a scaler, and many would come up here, and this would be a... Uh, a resting place of many of the orcs when our numbers were much higher. It seems, though, that our connection to the great rock bird has been torn asunder somehow, but, um... It's probably all the stealing of their eggs. I imagine they don't like that. <laughs> hey, well, that seems like a dumb thing to do. All right, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, see you guys. And she starts just like, hoi! Yeah, she, like, jumps and starts <laughs> climbing on down. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys are left there on this passage way. Well, time to get through this thing. Let's, let's do it. And how high up is it? 15,000 feet. <laughs> From us to the top. You can't see because it's, 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 you're going into a canyon. Okay. Like there's two walls and it seems like this passageway does ascend. Not as dramatically though, as you have been doing. Okay. All right. You follow the narrow passageway for a quarter mile into the Craven Valley. This valley is set within the mountain peak, and it is a lush forest. The creatures remain here from forgotten times. They are completely untouched by human hands. Only the orcs have braved this climb, and they have left this small haven to the rams, birds, and the flora. There are small streams running between tall, massive trees, pine and sequoia. The path leads down the middle, at the lowest point of the valley, as it ascends toward what you can see as a spire in the distance. Although it is hard to take in the beauty of this location due to the thin air, you find yourselves gasping at times, as if you are not able to take in enough oxygen. It is a four-hour trek to the spire, taking you into the late afternoon. Everyone roll constitution saving throws. Do I have to, even though I brought my oxygen tank with me? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yes, and actually, because of your roll earlier, you will be taking this at disadvantage. Oh, no. I had such a good one. I rolled really well. I also have, like, this is a forest, right? Yes. And I'm a natural explorer in forest. Does that help at all? Although this is a small patch of forest, this would technically be mountain terrain. So that is a different terrain to choose as a natural explorer. So it would not apply here because what's affecting you is not the terrain of the forest. It's the 
altitude of the mountain. Okay. Say again what we're making the save for. You're making it against exhaustion. I got a 13. Constitution. I got a 25. I got a 24. 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty. Wow, with uh, disadvantage. Yep, I got a 19 and then a 17. 1917 was a good year. <laughs> so in his frightened state, he's taking breaths much quicker. He's not able to get a full deep breath in as easier as the rest of you. Unfortunately... The DC you were looking for was a 14. So Telnius. Telnius, as as you guys are hiking, that final hour, the last of the four hours, you're suddenly like, (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) like it is hard for you to breathe. So you now take level one of exhaustion, disadvantage on ability checks. All right. Janessa saved with a, a 16. Wow, she doesn't add anything to Constitution. That was scary for her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Telnius. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Um, actually, Telnius, because of your swift ascent of the final track, the DC is no longer 14. It is actually 12. Oh, yeah. Because we went up faster, yeah. it, we're more used to the elevation. Yeah, because we, we did it so fast. You're, that you're spending okay, yeah, no, that's you're fine. spending less time <laughs> in up. the higher elevation. <laughs> uh, so, do you, <laughs> good, do good we, point. Now I, I thought think we about had it, homework. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it it works because shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Micah, did you have something to say? Sorry, I, I was gonna. No, it was on, mostly though. had to do with the fist pumping. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, finally, and now having defeated. The um, thin air of this uh, garga- this giant mountain. You finally approach the spire. The foliage begins to wear thin, and you now stand on stone. You are at the highest point of the mountain. The rock spire stands before you, eighty feet of stone leading up to what seems to be a very large nest at the top. There is what appears to be a stone ladder leading up to it, the base of which can only be accessed after walking beneath the guardian's statue. This stone statue stands 30 feet tall with arms akimbo looking into the sky. It is of orcish make with feminine features, gray skin, tusks, and orcish runes tattooed along its legs and marking its bald head. There's a small silver mask that covers her eyes. Well, not small. It's it's small on her face, but to you guys, it's huge. <laughs> um, just this giant piece of silver work. To the left and right stand mighty statues of huge-sized griffins. Their chests are puffed out, and they look forward with vigilant glares, each with one talon raised. Their stony wingspan is at least 50 feet and leaves much of the space around you in shadow. Lining the stone ladder are four smaller statues of the same female orc, but with wings matching the statues at the entrance of the valley. They all bear carved bows and arrows, pointing them with fierce faces towards the ladder. The first set of two surround the ladder at 40 feet, and the second set are stationed at 60 feet. 
There is no bird in sight at the moment. Only the statues stand ground. Uh, I need you guys to make either perception or investigation checks. Janessa, do you have any idea who this woman is? Let me see. That's a five. I got a 17. (laughs) I got a nat 20. Nice. 17 as well. Which one did you guys choose of the uh, above 15 ones? Perception. Same. Perception. Yeah, you notice that these smaller statues are also wearing those kind of silvery masquerade masks over their orcish faces. Janessa begins to think, and she has a plus zero to history, but she rolled a nat 17. She says, oh, this, this is Vicana. She is the first of the Rockspire champions. She's famed to the Silver Veins. There have been very few throughout all of history. Of course, Croc being the most recent, but she was the first. This, I believe, is a memoriam to her and her team of four others. And she's pointing up to the other four uh, smaller statues along the spire. She appears to be an archer. I suppose so. That is how she was remembered, just like me, and she kind of pats her bow. (laughs) (laughs) How about I make this final ascent to grab one of the eggs and you guys stand guard? Does that sound amenable? Do you want any help? No, no, Um, she's got it. Yeah, I thought... I feel like I should make this, this final one on my own. It feels like a final test, making it to the rock nest. Oh, I see. I was under the impression we were all going to be Rock Spider champions. Uh, you will be, as all five of these are honored as champions. But only one can drink the yoke. This is a warrior's quest. I get it. And I tap her on the shoulder. And I'm just like, hmm. go forth and be bold. All right, good luck. <sighs> she sighs as she walks, going underneath the legs of the guardian statue. Vicana, the first of the champions. Nice. For her athletics check to climb, she got a 27. She leaps up the first six steps, latches on, and starts quickly climbing up. She is breathing as deeply as she can, ascending higher and higher. You guys are able to watch as she disappears behind the torso of this giant and quickly makes her way over its head. She passes the first set of smaller winged statues and she calls down, they're they're beautiful. The wings, they're made of actual feathers. How do you like that? And she continues climbing up. She then passes the second set of of statues at 60 feet, only 20 feet away as she begins the final bit of the climb. Suddenly, there is a rumble in the ground as she's going up those final steps. The very rock beneath your feet seems to tremble as the foot of the guardian disconnects from the stone beneath its feet. It takes one step forward as its head looks from the sky down 
to the outsiders now in front of her. She takes her arms off of her hips, these massive stone hands, and she rolls back her shoulders and stares at you, knowing that you are now her prey. (gasps) The four statues on the spire, suddenly their wings begin to twitch as they disconnect from the spire and take flight, flying above you. And I didn't actually think he'd go for it at first, but then here I am, part owner of the Goose's Gourd. Wow. Still have to tend to the customers quite frequently until, you know, we can get old Flanny behind the bar a bit more comfortable in his position. Oh, yeah. He's quite the potions master when it comes to drinks, but I really need him to take a bit more of the workload and to be a bit more confident in himself, you know, so we can get some parties raging up in this town. <laughs> yeah. Get this, there's a guy Dex hired over at the Gawk and Gander who makes real parties happen. Huh? Goes by the name of Ned. Wears a giant goose get up. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to party with whoever that is. No kidding. And actually... Mm. Ah, shit. Where are the drinks? I need ale now. Ah, great. Okay, let me go take care of this. I'll be right back with another ale for you. (laughs) Yeah, man, take your time. Wow, that guy looks like he means business. Oh, well. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Goose's Gourd. It's me again, Taylor. You know, the more I hang out in this tavern, the more I kind of want to stay around for a little while. There are a lot of fascinating people here, from halflings to dwarves to that server that was just here. The guy looks wild with no tunic, uh, a cape, and a fake drawn-on mustache. Don't know what that's about. Anyway, Andrew is your DM, Micah is Telnius, Brad is Rory, Colin is Colun, and Taylor, yours truly and sincerely, is Ias, the Young Falcon. Special sound effects by Alex Pegram and Chasm Quest theme song by Sam Anderson. We don't have a whole lot to go over this week, but I did want to take a minute and give a shout-out to some beautiful reviewers on Apple Podcast. This week's shout-outs go to 5 out of 5 equals crown crown crown, who says they want more episodes. Well, guess what, friend? They are coming, so don't you worry about it. And we got another review from Austin G, who says, P.S. Taylor is my favorite. I love you, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. Well, Austin, I have a very special message for you, and that is that I love you, Blue, and you are also my boy, Blue. And if you thought that saying those magic words would make me blush on microphone, then you would be absolutely correct. I mean, all we are is dust in the wind anyway, right, Austin? Close my eyes. (coughs) Anyway. If you want to hear your name on the podcast, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It helps us spread the word of Chasm Quest and makes us show off our mouth bones with the positive vibes. There are also other ways to do so, like tell your friends and colleagues about us. Be like, hey, y'all got to try this Chasm Quest stuff. My cousin's friend's aunt listened to Chasm Quest and dude, she saw a real blue eyes white dragon fly over her house, allegedly probably. Or another tactic you could use is to tell them how uncool we are and listen out of irony. <laughs> Either way, makes us happy. 
If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash chasmquest and get access to all kinds of bonus episodes, artwork, audio dramas set in the world of Anu, and much, much more. If you want to make a one-time donation, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash chasmquest and donate to our Ko-Fi page. Ko-Fi. Coffee? Oh my god. Why haven't I put that together until literally right now? What? <laughs> that's clever. Okay. Again, that's co-fi.com slash chasmquest, and I'm sure there will be a link in the description for that as well. And to get yourself some coffee, head over to foundfamiliar.com for some bean water. And look, I know I've been geeking out over the artwork they put on all their stuff, but honestly, it's worth just going to foundfamiliar.com to see the artwork they currently have on their homepage, I think by Emily Cheeseman? Emily, if you are listening, wow. The textures. The green. The white-haired tiefling with a little green pet. Unreal stuff, and I absolutely love it. I could stare at art all day, y'all. That's foundfamiliar.com. And if you do end up grabbing a bag or two, use promo code STAYROWDY at checkout for an extra 10% off your purchase. We do this for you, and only you, dear listener. No, this is all wrong. Uh, Bring me another. Yikes. Looks like things are getting a little crazy over there. I hope the guy can handle this. I didn't bring any form of protection if things got out of hand. Ah, who knows? Maybe this will be my first tavern brawl. (laughs) Lastly, before I do go, I just wanted to give a shout out to the amazing lovelies over at the Lovely Craftians podcast. We actually borrowed Cassie for a bit of vocals for this episode that is coming up in the second half, so be on the lookout for that. It turned out perfect and exactly what we needed for this episode, so thank you, Cassie. And her and the lovelies had me and a few others, including our very own Andrew, on their show to play some Call of Cthulhu for a fun tour episode around a very strange and shady corporation building in Chicago, where weird happenings keep occurring. And we are big fans and super excited for the amazing story they are telling. In fact, let's listen to what they have to say and then back to the show. Wish me luck in this bar fight. See ya. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. And yet here we are, in defiance of Lovecraft, laughing through the darkness. The Lovely Craftians is an all-ladies Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast with horror, humor, and no small amount of chaos set in an occasionally familiar modern-day Chicago. Brought to you by Wampus House Productions and the Penwich Studio Network, you can find The Lovelies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcatcher, or anytime over at lovelycraftians.com. And remember, you never roll sanity alone here. The four statues on the spire, suddenly their wings begin to twitch as they disconnect from the spire and take flight, flying above you. Everyone, roll a niche. Oh my god. Nine. <laughs> Twelve. Eight. Uh, Thirteen. Nice. Uh, Rory, we're going to go to you. You four are standing down at the base of this spire. The guardian, like I said, has just taken two steps forward and is looking menacingly toward y'all. As menacingly as a stone statue can. And the four flight guardians are flying just 
10 feet above the guardian itself. So you're only 15 feet away from the giant, and that would make you 40 feet away from the guardians in flight. So there are five total creatures? Correct. How big is this giant? Huge, huge size. It's as big as the frost giant that you fought back in Varahim. Whoa. So, like, how how high would Rory come up on its, like... It's 30 feet tall, so you're coming up to, like, its foot. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe. And it is it is clearly trying to attack us, just for being here. Yes. Do I see these eggs? Can I survey the scene? Yeah, the eggs are up in the nest, which Janessa has just reached, but it is 80 feet up the rest of the spire. So it would be like climbing rocks to get up to it? Exactly. You'd be climbing directly behind it. Although you could utilize the ladder to gain a higher vantage point. The flight guardians, they do have wings and they are flying. There are two griffins that are huge size as well, but they are on the outsides of this spire. They have wings. The guardian itself standing in front of you has no wings and is just standing there with its bare hands and, and boots. Okay. I'm going to try and um, and scale up the Guardian as as high as I can get in my in my turn. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus style. I love it. Um, <laughs> great. Yeah. Give me an athletics check to start climbing up the leg. Sure. There are orcish runes all along the calf and thigh muscles. Um, and you are able to get your hands into those divots to climb up. Did you say orcish runes? Mm-hmm. Even when I said orcish runes out loud, I thought dwarven. I don't know why. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nat 20. Oh, oh nice. nice. Critical roll for the first roll of this little battle. All right. It got a nat one to try to swat at you as, um, as you were climbing. So expertly, Rory leaps onto the leg similar to how you looked when you were scampering up the cliff you're also just scampering on up you have your shield on your back with the wings hanging off and and how high up do i get you can go your your full speed okay. which would be what 40 feet uh, or 35 35 yeah, yeah 30 35 yeah with a nat 20 on your athletics check i'll let you get the full 35 for sure okay uh, so yeah, you're, you could be up on its shoulder if you wanted to. Yeah, let's get all the way up there. Nice. And at that you point, are, I am out of... I can't do anything else, or do, am I still able to do something else? I don't know how like climbing this thing would take up my move. If you use dash as a bonus action along with your climbing, you would still have an action. Yeah, that that goes without saying, I think, that I went into rage and then did that. Perfect. Then. Yeah, yeah. we'll say you went into a rage, sprinted forward with your dash, and then started climbing with your move action. But but Wild. you should probably also say it. Yeah, definitely say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I go into rage, I dash, I climb, and now I'm on its shoulder, and I'm going to I'm going to hammer its eardrum. Go for it. This is something you have done before, so you're like, hey. I got this. I like playing drums, if you know what I mean. You know what? Take an inspiration. (laughs) This is just what Rory would do. Do you think the sculptors sculpted eardrums inside there? (laughs) Only one way to find out. (laughs) 24. Oh, my gosh. Definitely hit. Go ahead. I want to yell, play war pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do nine points of damage. 
right into the giant's eardrum. If it oh, yeah, is baby. Nice. And that is your first attack, correct? Yes. Would I get a second attack, having done my full move as well? Yeah, you have a full action, okay. which means you get two attacks. Twelve to hit. Ah, that one does not hit. At this point, it's recognized you on its shoulder, and it kind of takes a small step so that its shoulder leans downward. So when you swing your hammer, your feet actually slide down the shoulder a little bit, and it's just out of your reach. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Guys, help. Uh, sweet. We're going to go next to Telnius. You are 15 feet away from the Guardian and currently 40 feet away from the Guardians that are in flight above. I want to scream to to Kaloon, read read the symbols in Orcish on the Guardian. And then uh, I cool. want to cast Fireball, you know? <laughs> uh, where do you center the Fireball? So that it doesn't hit Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. And yeah. you're aiming for the main Guardian, so yep. that'll probably just be the... It probably just right at its little belly button sticking out. It, it's got like a little belly button window on the leather armor. Cute, so you could just cute. aim right for that. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was going to aim it for. It gets a dexterity saving throw? Yes. Ooh, that is a 19. I rolled 17. V-5-fo-fum. She's going to kick your ass before we're done. <laughs> so 10 points of damage. Nice. Sweet. 11. We'll make a, an even 20. Mm-hmm. Total. I mean, with Brad's hit as well. Yeah. All right. We next go to the Guardian's turn. After this fiery explosion, you guys watch as it's actually walking through the explosion, kind of going around you. It is, it's maneuvering itself so that it's against one of the side valley cliff walls. And there is this kind of decrepit tree hanging out halfway out. It just reaches up with its hand and grabs the tree and rips it out by the roots. With its left hand, it wrenches off all of the branches above and then uses that same tree onto its own shoulder to attack Rory. (laughs) You should have brought a bigger tree. (laughs) Rory, look out! That is an 18 to hit. Oh, yes, it hits. All right, so that is going to be... Rolling kind of high. All the time? That's 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Does that get halved? Well, half, yeah. To which you are halved Mm -hmm. uh, because of your rage. Uh, So that is actually 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Yikes. Okay. (laughs) It's then going to swing one more time. It's currently 15 feet, but instead of right in front of you guys, it's now to your left. No, it had to have hurt itself the rest some, of you. right? Nah, it's got good aim. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> it was able to stop right before it got a shoulder but still deal full damage to me. <laughs> I, I mean, there was Did a mass of <laughs> there was a mass of Rory muscle on its shoulder. Yeah, I feel guys, like we've covered that before. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Andrew has something against like, he wants to kill us. We've killed no, too many of his hard work Andrew. on monsters. I worked really hard on some homebrew death saves rolls, so I want to use them at least once before the season's over. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so 24 to hit the second time. Uh Oh, on me again? Yeah, Yeah. it's just swatting twice. Okay. Why? Not as much. (laughs) Uh, 17 that time, halved is 8. So only 20 points of damage. That's not bad. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It then looks up at the other four and grunts in a very archaic form of orcish. Do I recognize it still? Yeah, Kalun, you can kind of make out two up, two down. Two of the flight guardians race up to where Janessa has just climbed over the rock nest. She's kind of standing in awe at first, looking at, you know, what's inside. But then suddenly, two of these strange guardian creatures begin to attack her. In one hand, they have like the stone arrow. And in the other hand, they're just scraping down with the bow that they were holding. Obviously, those were carved of stone, so they can't actually shoot. <laughs> so they're just there. melee weapons? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I sweet. love that in this world of magic, you draw the line on stone cores. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not going to do that. <laughs> All right, well... The very first roll the first one makes is a nat one. So the first one flies up directly behind Janessa. Janessa, looking in awe upon the rock nest, hears the flight of these things behind her, hears the arrow coming down straight for her shoulder, and she just lifts up her right hand and catches the (gasps) wrist and holds it there. She's then going to make a strength check and try to slam this thing into the nest. You could call this a rock nest monster. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Dude. And she does so. Episode name. Nesty. We already had the lock cape monster. Yeah. This is a rock nest monster. Yeah, this is different. (laughs) This one's a lot. This one's a way better name. Yeah, this one's real. Oh, I see. (laughs) This one you didn't come up with. (laughs) (laughs) You dangus. All right, that's going to be 11 points of damage to the first one. And it crumbles. It does not crumble. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes down. (laughs) And then the second one attacks Janessa. Yeah, that's not going to hit. That's only 12. Nice. Oh, it gets two attacks, though. Misses with the second as well. And we're going to go to the other two. Those two fly down. The first one takes a swipe at Ayas, kind of standing it up in front. Ooh, first swipe is 19, which hits. Let's see if the second one hits. That's 15. No. Okay, so the first one comes down with the arrow in its hand. It's just stabbing straight for your chest, and you're going to take five points of damage Ah. from the first attack. The second attack misses. The second flight guardian is going to go for Telnius after having cast that spell. Oh, and that's a nat 20. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so that's going to be... I rolled I rolled top damage for both of them. Oh my god. It's oh, gonna no. be a bad night for Telly. Alright, so that's it's still only nine points of damage. Uh, and then it attacks once more and with only a four. So how do you block the second one as this bow comes for your face to just like swipe you across the face, Telnius? They're swinging the bow itself. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first one hits me, but then I kind of like shake that off and see the second one coming back down, and I want to put my hammer up to like um, block it with my hammer. Nice. Nice. Some stone chips off of the bow and, and kind of makes a small poof of dust right before your face. All right. We're going to go to Ias. Yeah. Ias, you have one right in front of you and the one five feet away each directly in front of Telnius. 
They are all just replicas of the Guardian statue, the biggest one, just medium size with wings. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? So in total, there were seven statues, right? In the front row, there was giant guardian orcish woman with silver mask. The four winged ones were a replica, but medium size on the actual spire itself with with wings. Um, And then two on the left and right were huge size griffins. Those are not attacking. They're just kind of shadowing over everything that's happening. Okay, so after taking that blow for five points of damage, I pull out Vanessa and I rage at the flames and I spin sideways as I come down slashing on the one that just attacked me. Beautiful. Roll to hit. Nice. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Nice. Okay. 13 points of regular damage and then two points of hot damage. All right. So 15 points of damage total. Do I notice if the hot does anything crazy or is it just... Nope, it's the same type of damage, similar to how the fireball did it. It just kind of eroded some of the stone. Gotcha. And I slash this thing, and, like, chips of rock just go crazy, and it actually sparks as it hits the wood. So there's flames and sparks, like, going everywhere. And then as I finish that swing, I bring it up over my head for another one. Hit me with your best shot. I will. This one hits, for sure. It's 21. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, nice. Uh, ten points of regular damage that time, and then three points of hot damage on top of that. So, so 13, 13 total with that one? Yep. After that amount of damage, the left arm that was holding the bow literally crumbles with the strike, and half of its torso is, is crumbling as well. There's just a large, like, Michelangelo chip just coming right off of it. Nice. So it is uh, still it is still up and flapping its its rock like wings behind. That's great. As I hit that blow and the arm just crumbles, I turn and I sprint over to the one next to Telnius and I completely just run straight into it, checking it as hard as I can. Nice. Uh, as your move action? As my move action, yeah. Okay. Because you're just throwing your body into it, just roll a straight D twenty. Okay. No bonuses. All right, straight D20, no strength added. I got a 17. Nice. Yeah, you... uh, Hell yeah, dude. You just check your body into this thing, and it failed its save. It no longer is flying. It, like, falls to the ground 10 feet and falls prone. It is still up. I turn to Telnius. You all right? Yeah. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All right, we're next going to go to Call Oon. Can I read... Yeah. Any of the wings. <laughs> <laughs> How can I read? in game. Period. Can, Question mark. Can Full Kalu, stop. I, you know what? I realize this has never come up before. Can Colin read? <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah, you didn't get that Bardic College degree for nothing. And now, well, actually you did because what gave you the ability to read Orcish is Was your weapon. ring that you have. Actually. Yeah. So that's it, kids. Don't go to college. Become an adventurer. Yep. <laughs> You'll owe a lot less money. <laughs> You'll actually make a lot of money and friends. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the Yeah, the script going up the leg reads, again, it's archaic. So as much as you can make out, it says something like power for good. And then the orcish runes on her head read, and you only recognize this because Janessa said her name earlier, and it reads Vikana, Rockspire Champion, first of her kind. Okay. 
So I get the impression that reading this out loud is probably not going to do anything because I can't even read all of it anyway. Right. It okay. looks like it's replicating maybe tattoos that this original Rockspire champion had and that the likeness of them has been now set here to guard the Rockspire nest. Okay. I begin running towards the flight guardian that... Ias checked onto the ground uh, and is now prone. Yeah. And on my way by Telnius, I say, those runes won't do anything if read out loud. I can't even understand them all, but I can do this. So I'm going to try to make an acrobatics check to toss the flight guardian that's already been injured and still in the air towards the feet of the big one. And after I toss it, since I am College of Valor and have two attacks, I'm going to cast Shatter to propel it faster. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, give me the acrobatics check first. Okay. That is a 23. Damn. And the dexterity check for it was a whopping five. Damn. You grab the legs of this thing in midair. You rush up. You literally kind of have to jump a little bit to grab them. As you land on your feet, you bring it to your side and just humchuck it toward the guardian. And it's kind of like flipping vertically (laughs) in the air. And you want it to... Nice. And so now I'm going to cast Shatter to try to get it underneath the foot of one of the... Or one of the feet of the large guardian. Okay, roll another, just like you do when you cast Shatter on, like, a stone wall. Just roll a ranged spell attack. Okay, that'll be a 15. Nice. Just needed to beat its AC, which now that we've got a round, the AC is 11 for the Flight Guardians. Cool. Yeah, roll the damage for the... uh, for the shatter. Yeah, he uh, the flight guardian gets a constitution save, but at disadvantage since it's a inanimate o- or since it's not a living object. Eight. Nice. It was looking for a fifteen, and I do sixteen points of damage with shatter. Nice. Take that, Andrew. <laughs> All right, the shatter spell actually completely annihilates this thing in midair. Its wings land on the ground before the stone guardian and actually yeah the final scene will be the stone guardian stepping forward just after smashing rory with with the tree and it it like crushes the rest of the wings there was just a little bit of the torso left kind of twitching as the foot comes down onto it nice beautiful nice awesome good moves uh we're gonna go then to janessa who's at the top she's gonna pull out her two kukris and go for these two Kukwis. all right that's a 23 with the first and a 23 with the second rolled two 14s awesome she's gonna focus in on the first one and just one swipe down she just chops off the forearm of the one that had attacked her like she was still gripping the wrist of the first flight guardian that had attacked her she pulls her kukri out with her left hand though and slices at the forearm, throwing down the hand of this thing, and then pulls out her second kukri with her right hand, stabs forward. She's dealt 19 points of damage. This thing's not looking good. I forget, she has two weapon fighting, so one more attack. Ooh, that one's, oh, 11, which is their AC. Dang. (laughs) She can literally roll a two and still hit. That's awesome. Dang. 
Eight more points of damage. That's exactly the amount it needed as this last Kukri hit goes straight up into the neck of this thing and she twists it one way then the other and just you guys watch as the head of one of these things flies down the spire and crashes 30 feet away from you. Its whole body then comes down soon after. That is the end of Janessa's turn. She then turns on the other one, just staring it down while it's flying in midair. Uh, we're going to go back up to the top. Rory, you are on the shoulder of this massive guardian, the the huge giant. So from where I am right now, how far away is the nest with the eggs in it? The main statue that you're on is currently 20 feet away from the spire itself. And then it is another 50 feet up that Janessa is at the very tippy top. Wait, how'd she get up all the way up there? Uh, she had climbed up right before the battle started. Her getting to the rock nest started the battle. That happened last night. Sorry, I didn't reiterate that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's why she's up there fighting two of them, and then the other two flew straight down to attack the group. So I think I'm going to go ahead and, and attack again at least once like I did last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's a nat 20. Oh, critical hits. Nice. So full damage with the first die and then roll that die again. 20 points of damage. Ooh, and I'm, nice. I'm swinging at its temple this time. Nice. So now what I'm going to do is I am going to try to like ready myself. I'm going to prepare an action for its turn so that when it goes up to swing with the with its tree trunk again on on its turn i'm going to try and like be running at the end of the tree trunk to have its like pulling up the tree trunk to bash down will f- propel me into the air at which point i will have my my wings ready to try and fly up to the <laughs> nest <laughs> oh nice so I don't know how likely that'll happen, but that's what I'm going to, I'm going to try and do. Okay, we will see on on that turn. Okay, so Rory is oh. like standing on its shoulder with my wings like behind me, like ready to run forward. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, sweet. We then will go to Telnius. All right, Rory, where or where is Rory standing? On the shoulder of his enemy, <laughs> the giant guardian. So he is 30 feet away. I was going to say on the shoulders of his predecessors. <laughs> okay, um, I yelled to Rory first, if you need healing, uh, get where I can touch you. <laughs> <laughs> so badass. Kaloon Ka- says, oh, okay, so Kelnius can touch, but I can't touch. Yeah. <laughs> And then I look at Kowloon and say, do the runes point to a weakness? No, it just says power for good on the leg and her name on her head. That's all I can read. Does it look like the same runes on the right, the, the other leg? Yeah. Okay. It looks like they're replica. Okay. Matchy, matchy. <laughs> um, all right. Give me an intelligence check just straight up. Okay. Nice. 15. When you hear Kowloon say power for good... You think maybe that's something you could use if you had the power to talk to this thing. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to... That definitely influences what I was going to do then. I'm glad you said that. Uh, you know what? I'll heal Ias. You're pretty close to me, right? I am right next to you. I Perfect. only lost five points of damage. Okay. Yeah, still, um, it's still worth doing. I'm going to go ahead and throw a cure wounds on you, my dude. Heck yeah, tit for tat. Yeah. 
Nice. That's 11 points of health. Yeah. yeah. Can I add all of those uh, mm-hmm. to my health? Oh, no, no, no. no? Only okay. five. Yeah, no, but if you get to Rory okay. fast enough, you can give the remaining to him. <laughs> <laughs> if you go lick his nostril, you can yeah. give him the six other points. It's, it's kind of like electricity. If you were touching Rory while I touched you, it would oh. go right through you. Yeah. Well, if I could, like, channel it in a V down into my stomach and yeah, then out and through my it. other arm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say infart it out, like like lightning bending. Yeah, that'd be perfect. All right, so uh, I'll do that, and then I'm going to run towards Kowloon, because I want to talk to him next time. Okay, great. And now we've got the main guardian, the large or huge size giant guardian is going to attack again. And I want to say for context, Micah, you would know that Kowloon cannot speak Orcish. He can only understand it. Hmm. Alright, the first attack on Rory with the tree limb again from the guardian. It like took that next step forward and is swinging back onto its right shoulder at you. It's actually going to miss with a 13 but it does trigger your conditional action. Okay, so as it misses and as it pulls its like uh, the tree ranger back up, is it heading like up in the air or is it just pulling it? Yes, it's, it's going in, in for another attack. It's lifting back up okay. into the air. So as it starts to lift up in the air, I'm going to try and like jump up <laughs> on top of it and like ride yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, give me an acrobatics or I'm sorry, a an athletics check. Yes. To hang on to this thing. Ah, uh, here we go. And that's going to be a 17. Blam. That is enough to hang on to this thing. You're now launching into the air. Are you quick enough to grab your wings? Roll me a dexterity check. 13. I made the DC 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you kind of struggle with it at first and you feel yourself kind of like going down, but then all of a sudden it locks into place just like you had practiced with it the night before at the camp. And suddenly you find yourself flapping. You were launched another 20 feet into the air, making you 60 feet up in the air. You are now beelining it for the spire. Now you don't gain any height, but you are going to connect with the spire 20 feet below the rock nest. Okay. Uh, using your same athletics check, I will allow you to grapple onto the ladder and continue to climb up it if that's what you are wanting to do. Yeah, I, I, I want to get to one of the eggs. Yeah, great. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you are latched onto the spire and you're currently climbing right now. Perfect. Beautiful. Since the halfling, or rather the, the beetle bug <laughs> to this guardian statue is no longer on its shoulder, it's going to look down and step forward. Kalun and Telnius are in kind of the background. Ayas, you're kind of sticking out like a like a sore thumb in front of this in front of this statue. So it's yeah, that makes sp- sense. Bring it on. It's going to step forward a couple steps and swing down with its second attack. Fight me. <laughs> uh, it will, and that is a twenty-one to hit. Mm. <laughs> Twenty-three points of damage. That is not bad. All right, so after you take the 23 points of damage, it's going to use one of its legendary actions and attack twice again. Hot damn. I wasn't kidding when I was trying to, said I was trying to kill you all. Yeah. All right, so that's a 24 to hit. Ayas. (laughs) Remember me. (laughs) 16 to hit. Oh, I'm sorry, 16 damage, I mean. Okay. And you're still up? (laughs) 
Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You don't want to fake use a reaction to play dead. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's only a 14 to hit with the with its last attack. Oh, it gets another one. Yeah, it took a legendary action, dude. It missed. So this one, I block it just straight on. <laughs> oh, like hands grabbing the tree coming yeah, at you? Yeah, like sword and hand just yes. and I just catch the damn thing. Yeah, your your feet are just kicking up dust as you slide back five feet and like my teeth catching are grit. I'm like, okay. get out of the way. It is grunting. I don't think anything more anime has happened on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we will then go to the guardians of which one is prone lying next to Telnius and Kal'un. And the other one is up flying next to Janessa near to Rory. So the one lying near Kal'un is going to use half its speed to stand and then take flight. All right, its first attack is only a seven on Kal'un. Misses. Uh, How do you block it? I just simply dodge out of the way. Nice. And it goes to attack you with its other arm. This time it's a 21. Um, I dodge out of the way? (laughs) (laughs) If only. All right, that is eight points of slashing damage as the stone bow just, there's a very kind of sharpish edge to it, just slashes Mm -hmm. across your face. Now I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) The one near Janessa is going to attempt to tackle her. A 15, she's going to contend it. Meets it, beats it. She got a 15. These two are wrestling in the rock nest. Like, Janessa has stumbled back a couple of steps, kicking up some of the sticks and foliage that makes up this nest, trying to be super careful not to step on any of the eggs that are in this nest. She's holding this crazy orcish stone guardian with rock wings in front of her and holding her off. It's then going to try to stab with the arrow for its second attack. And it hits with a 21. And Janessa is going to take six points of damage. All right, that's the stone guardians. We're going to go now to Aias. Oh, man. This trunk comes down and I've got it with sword in hand and my open hand and I've got it gripped. As I can tell that the other two got out of the way a little bit, I just kind of push it to my side as it drops down to the ground. And then as it hits the ground next to me, I like swipe the top of my forehead and then come down in front of my right eye. And like a blue glow kind of emanates in my face. And then I cast Hunter's Mark and I cast it directly onto this gigantic beast in front of me. And the blue mark uh, kind of replicates on its face. Yeah, and I just race forward, sword in hand, and I'm going right at the right at the left leg of this thing in a sideways slash as my body's coming through its legs. Roll your attack. Crit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. That's a 19 yeah. critical roll for improved critical. Hell yeah. Beautiful. So... 23. And then heat damage are you activating? I've got three points of heat damage, and then I have an extra D6 of damage from the Hunter's Mark yep. with four points of damage. That was 26 to 30. 30 points of damage with wow. this swipe Dude. as a huge chunk of the calf muscle just 
disappears, and you still have another attack. That's right. The, that was... the stone crumbles to the ground uh, as you make this swipe going past. I guess from there, I go for the next leg right next to it. Go for it. Crit again? No. <laughs> no. That's a 19. <laughs> again, that's the exact same roll. Dude, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. Dude, roll it all over again. 18, 19, 20, plus... Four, so that's 24 points of damage plus two points of hot damage. 26 with the next one. 26 with the next one into the right leg. There is a crack that goes up the right leg that hits the hip of this thing. At the hip, a large portion of its torso crumbles and falls just five feet away from you. This thing, it just looks like pieces of it are shelling right off and crumbling to the ground. It is now standing on very, very unstable ground at this point. Can I try to aim the other guardian towards that falling piece? Oh, okay. Yeah, the one that's laying prone? No, it's it's up now. Oh, that's right. It is yeah. flying. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and and roll to hit. Or, I'm sorry, was that the end of your turn, Ayas? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to double check. So this thing was 15 feet in front of me. I'm not even thinking about moving after that last blow. I'm staying right where I am. Okay, cool. Okay, so Kowloon, roll me an acrobatics to throw this next stone guardian toward the either, was it the leg that is missing the chunk or up on the... The big chunk that's falling down, I want to try to get the guardian underneath that. <laughs> yes, perfect. Acrobatics. Uh, so that is a 26 acrobatics. I have a plus nine to I acrobatics. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it has a plus one to dex, and so it got an 18. So it does not save against you, like ripping it from the air and just, again, twirling around like a shot put. You just <laughs> swing and throw this thing. And because of how well you rolled... That timing is just right to where... And cast Shatter. Oh, and cast Shatter can, again. Okay, it's going to make another that. Constitution saving throw. It fails the con save. Go ahead and roll the damage for Shatter. Mm, uh, six. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but paired with the falling rock, the falling stone from the large or the huge size statue itself, that's going to be 22 points of damage and... It is currently trapped under the pile of rubble. Nice. All you see are a few like of those wings kind of just broken, bent, and hanging out. Awesome. Don't fix what's okay. not broken. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, we go then back up to Janessa, who's locked into battle with this last remaining standing flight guardian. She's going to try to just like with her hands on it, like her kukri's also in hand. She's just going to try and raise it up and smash, <laughs> like Hulk smash it onto the nest below. Nice. That is enough. That is 13. Their AC is 11. All right. So she smashes this thing. It takes nine points of damage and it's kind of laying prone now. And once it's laying prone, she's sweating and she's looking back around her Sitting in the rock nest is one lowly, very large rock egg. Its shell is a dull gray with sparkles of black, purple, pink, and white. The outer layer is like 
smooth slate stone, hard but still fragile. She rushes over to it and lifts it into the air, at which point a horrible screech echoes over the mountain range. Suddenly, all of you see a shadow creeping up the Craven Valley. When you look into the air, there is something blotting out the sun. A horrifying, gargantuan monstrosity. As it screeches out into the air, you see this very eagle-like creature with colorful wings and feathers all a myriad of the cyan blue, purple, magenta, and I'm actually going to share my screen real quick. Whoa. Dang. Whoa. Yeah, this thing, its wingspan takes up the entire Craven Valley as it shadows the sun above you and looms over. Janessa kind of freaks and runs to the edge. She, she sees Rory there at the edge, and she just yells down, What, what do I do? <laughs> I mean, how close is Rory just scrambling up to the top there with her? He's only 20 feet away. So I, I, as I'm scrambling, I'm like, grab an egg, and then we got to get out of here. I, I've got the egg. I've got it. Sh- should we go? Yeah, you, I mean, here, you start climbing down. I'll try and make a distraction, and I get as I get to the top, I, like, spread my wings out and then just, like, jump off the side, <laughs> screeching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do we get a scene of Rory, like, launching off the ledge <laughs> at this gargantuan thing? Like, Rory with the makeshift rock wings, just this, but you're a small creature <laughs> against a gargantuan-sized rock. Yeah. Roll me an athletics check to charge this thing head on. So that's going to be a 20. Oh, yes. You launch and you are matching the speed of this creature. You are just beelining it straight for its beak. You are going to get close enough for an attack on it. Okay. So as, as I'm approaching it, I like furl my wings and pull my hammer out and I'm still just like flying forward. And I swing the hammer down with both hands at, oh like, where its beak is. Remember, yes. you still have advantage for my bagpipe playing, just in case. <laughs> oh, inspo. That's uh, right. Which, can we please get a call from Rory? <laughs> 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 yes. Oh and and using God. my bardic inspiration. No, no, no just, ins- oh. just straight inspiration from the bagpipes. Yeah, it's advantage. Oh, so I just get advantage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you want to use it. I'll, yeah, go, if you, I'll go ahead and it, use it. Sa- I'll go ahead and use it. If you're going to use it, now's the time. Yeah, yeah. This, for real. This yeah. attack. You, yeah, you can decide before you know the result. So I'll go Yeah, I'll go ahead and use it. Um, so that is going to be 21 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> My jaw is just dropping. You have your hammer lands against the beak of this ancient monstrosity <laughs> that literally an entire tribe of people worship. How much damage do you do? Uh, a whopping nine points of damage. <laughs> I think after this day, they'll be worshiping a different god. And it goes down. Yeah. That's it. All right, That's all so it has. You bring your hammer down, strike the beak as this thing is screeching, 
at its egg being taken by yet another champion. <laughs> Crack! This thing diverts its flight to the right. Rory, you're now falling to the ground as Janessa is trying to climb as fast as possible. She's actually not really climbing. She's trying to like slide down the, the ladder of uh, stone and that's going to be that's going to be an unnatural 20 as she is able to slide down the rest of the way. When her feet touch the ground, the guardian statue in its shambled state suddenly rises up. It drops the tree and stands at attention. It opens his mouth and in Orcish, Kalun, you understand at least these words. Congratulations. Do with it what the last champion could not. Unite for peace. Power for good. And Janessa just kind of looks up at this statue and nods. The rock, though, is, although diverting right, going to swoop down for attacks. (laughs) The rock himself? Oh, the rock. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> um, as it swoops down, it actually still sees Rory falling to the ground. It's going to do a series of attacks on you. <laughs> All right. First, it's going to kind of swoop its its wings back, at which there is just a tornado force of wind that just strikes the ground leading from the spire over all of you and then hitting Rory. You're, you start kind of falling chaotically as it outstretches its talons, still screeching, and catches you with 26 to hit. <laughs> it hits. <laughs> Alright, you're going to take 21 points of slashing damage, but that's halved, so 10 and give me a strength saving throw to get released from this thing's grip. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's going to be a 14. Not enough. You are currently grappled as it continues a spiral dive down. And I'm literally, there's four of you left. I'm going to roll a d4 to see who the rock goes. <laughs> it's so funny saying the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Who this monstrosity goes for with its beak. This giant bird thing for the listener. It's not actually the rock. Well, it's a rock ROC, right? Right, ROC, correct. It is going for Janessa, actually. It rolled a nat one. How does it die? How does it die? Okay, okay, okay. Intestines everywhere. (laughs) This is how it plays out. The rock... (laughs) The rock... The rock, this gargantuan monstrosity, flies down, swooping. Again, you all are shadowed in its path. As it lands, Rory, you are able to actually slip away from its grip as it lands on the ground, and the rest of you kind of fall back with the wind and just the awe of this mighty beast. The beak then suddenly stabs down toward Janessa. She tumbles, somersaults out of the way, and rushes up to it. She catches the beak as it's struck into the ground, her hands grasping 
the nostrils. She brings it forehead to forehead, this massive beast. And in Orcish says, With your power, we will do many great things. Thank you for this gift. And she is going to roll a strength save or a strength check. Oh, boy. That is... 25. Oh. It will be contended by the rock. <laughs> <laughs> if the rock's got anything, it's strength. Yeah. It doesn't get um, old. It just doesn't get old. Oh my god. Okay, so I rolled the exact same roll. They have the exact same strength. So it's like they're literally wrestling back and forth, but finally in the end, the rock looks to the statue guardian and the Guardian is just kind of giving a passive look to it. Janessa finally throws the rock off of her. The creature begins to spread its wings, flap up into the sky, flies into the air, circles once around the spire, and it looks like it's coming in for another attack. Janessa says, run. <laughs> uh, I run. Time to go. Yeah, and she... She rushes over to Rory as you guys book it. No checks or anything, but this creature is just literally swooping down and over you. As you enter back into the Craven Valley, you are running, trying to get back to the landing to climb down. As it is every once in a while kind of pecking down with its beak, it slams into the ground the first time. Some of you stumble to your feet as you continue running away from this thing. Its wings, again, just kicking up all kinds of dirt and debris around you. Finally, you come to the small pass that you entered through. And in the last second, it launches itself at the open pass, not able to travel through as you all go through two by two, rushing through, making it out to the landing, breathing heavily. 